Hi, friend. You are in for a treat. My daughter, Ava, is joining me on today's episode. She's going to answer a common question I get from a lot of moms raising tween and teen girls. How can I get my daughter to open up to me? Well, Ava is going to give us an inside scoop on how to get your teen girl to open up to you based on her own personal experiences. Coming from a teen herself, she's going to share her perspective on what gets her to open up to me, her mama. So mama, get ready for a fresh perspective from a teen girl who is in the weeds, same weeds as your daughter, or maybe go and grab that notebook. Hey, did you know there are other moms just like you listening to this podcast? Let me share a review from one of the mamas uh, listening on. This is from Mama MTD. Great advice from a great friend. I have four kids with only one girl. Although she's no longer a teen, Jeannie's words of wisdom are still great reminders of how to be present and improve communication with not only my daughter, but with all my kids. It's harder now more than ever to raise kids in today's environment. And I wish I had a resource like this when my kids were younger. I'm always looking for ways to build stronger bonds I'm always looking for ways to build stronger bonds with my children. So I appreciate this podcast and Jeannie's experiences to learn from. Thank you so much, Mama MTD. I hear you. I hear you that it's never too late to apply what you hear on raising her confidently with your kids and with your grown, no longer teen girls, because we all often want to continue to build our relationship. So thank you for giving us that type of input and reminder that mama, we're never going to stop being mamas. Our roles just shift. Hey, if you find that this episode that you're about to listen to, to be very helpful, I would love for you to forward that to another mom that might find this useful as well. And while you're at it, At the end of this episode, just scroll all the way at the bottom and leave me a review. I would love, love, love to know your thoughts on whether or not what you're listening to is helpful. And by the way, it is the biggest thank you I can ever receive. It blesses me so much. Hey, Mama. Welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything, even if she was scared, and listen to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me, and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. I have moms I've worked with often ask me, how can I get my daughter to open up to me? It's the golden question most moms I know ask. It's funny, our girls at a very young age typically are very talkative and very responsive and have no problem sharing every bit of detail of how their day's going or even their thoughts. So, and they're open to asking questions and sharing their day with you, sharing again every detail until one day they almost stop 
the stories stop, the talking stops. And then you start to get these nods or one word answers as they walk on by to their room as they close that door. Something shifted. Mama, you're not alone. I think almost every mom has experienced this type of change. Now, exactly how do we get our daughters to talk? Well, I have my own daughter, Ava, sitting right next to me, and she has agreed to come on and share some insight of, you know, what she has, maybe what's going on in her brain, right? Doesn't every mom want to know? What exactly is going on in the brain of my daughter? So today I'm going to have the opportunity to pick my daughter's brain about our conversations, what motivates her or prompts her to come to me and talk to me about things that we want to hear about, which is almost about everything, right? Ava, yes. say hi. Hi. <laughs> Why don't you let everybody know a little bit about you before we start talking? I'm Ava. I'm 16 years old and I'm a ballet dancer. Pretty busy. You have a busy, busy schedule, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're 16. 16 is like on the older end of being a teenager. Um, I have to say that I think the, the, fun part of making, of having changes is probably when you were what, 11, 12, 13. Maybe 14, 15? Uh, probably like 13, 14. No, 14. Yeah, why would you say 14? Because I was like going into high school, so I thought like, I don't know. I just thought I had to like change more because I was actually in high school. No. You felt like you needed to grow up a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. What does, what did that, you know, what was that process of having to feel like you needed to grow up? Um. I don't know. It was weird because we were on online school, so it was, like, hard to grow up because I didn't really, like, know what to do because I was on online school, but, like, I still did my makeup every day for online school. I still, like, dressed up in, like, a nice outfit, but, yeah, I felt, like, I I was, like, a lot more angsty (laughs) than, like, when I was 13, and I think quarantine, like, contributed to that a lot because I don't know I was just isolated with myself so I just I was online a lot and I saw what everyone else was doing so I copied that Mm. I yeah I think that that's a special circumstance that not a lot of us actually most of us have not gone through was having this COVID year and that was your freshman year for me um, I'd say the awkward kind of like coming to realize that, hey, I need to grow up was 13. And I tried to make decisions on my own, which was not necessarily the best. At the same time, rebelling against my mom, you know, just letting her know that your grandma, by the way, <laughs> that I didn't need her advice, because I felt like I, I really didn't need that advice. Now looking hindsight, I see how, how hurtful I was and how closed off I was, because I sought the advice of my friends who were the same age as me and thinking that, they had more wisdom than my parents did, which hindsight as an adult, that's kind of silly, right? Yes. So for you, <laughs> for you at 14, you said you're looking online, um, looking at social media. How, how has that or has, has helped you or not helped you? Wait, say that again. 
Because you were saying that I would look at social media to stay connected. Well, well, I, all I had was like social media. So I would say it helped me, but it also didn't help me because it helped me like stay connected with my friends. Like my two best friends that like we FaceTime every day during even Kim. We FaceTime every day during quarantine and it helped us get closer and it helped me like realize who my true friends were because they would actually still reach out to me hmm. and um the other ones like didn't really try but it also didn't help me because i had to do everything online and like like social media it, like changed me kind of a lot because like i i was seeing what everyone else is doing and i felt like left out yeah that was kind of like the damage of what social media does huh yeah and also like during sophomore year when i went into like actual high school i feel like i was a lot more kind of rebellious i wasn't really rebellious but it's because i was like actually in high school now so i thought i was cool (laughs) now that you're meeting in person right yeah and i was not a freshman anymore so i thought i was cooler than i actually was (laughs) well so moms are listening. It's kind of went off on a tangent as we were talking about my daughter and just some of the struggles. It just gave you some background of your daughter might be might have gone through the same similar struggles of, you know, utilizing social media, how that can both connect her and cause some damage to her as well at the same time and how important it is to like really pick the brain of your daughter. Like, I mean, Ava just shared what she needed to share with me. Okay, Ava, you have some moms here that have girls that are in the tween teen stage, and they're asking the age-old question, how can I get my daughter to open up to me? They just want their daughter to say what's going on, not be afraid to come to us. Um, Moms really do care about the everyday things that their daughter is going through, the thoughts that they might have questions. Like you talked about... um, you know, I had to like, this is the time where I felt like I needed to grow up. I was on online school, but you couldn't have done that by yourself. You needed the support of, of your mom, really, when you think about it. But and moms really want to help. But sometimes girls struggle between I don't need my mom's help, but yet I know I need my mom's help. And what advice or what can you tell us moms that you need from us when it comes to you know, sharing about things that might be hard to talk about that are like a little awkward to talk about, or you know that I probably wouldn't agree, but you know, you need to share. What is like the top three things you need from me when you're about to share something hard, like for you, in order for you to come to me? The first thing is understanding where I'm coming from and how much courage it took for me to go up to you with this thing I'm talking about and like telling you about so just like understanding that um like the topic even if you don't agree with the topic I'm telling you about (laughs) just like understanding like oh okay but yeah so so let me just clarify what you need from me is if you're about to come to me about a topic that you know that might be a little bit hairy I should say that what you need from me is to come from a place of understanding. Yes. So what actions do you want me to do? You want me to listen? Um, yeah. I would rather have 
you listened and talked because this is like my time to talk, you know what I mean? Okay. And the other thing is like... Is this not, number two? Yeah, this is number two. The second thing is like not making it a bigger deal than it like actually is and like not yelling because it did take like a lot of courage to go up to you. So when you yell or like make it a bigger deal than like I actually want it to be, it makes me like scared to go up to you again to bring you to bring up like other things. So what matters to you is how I respond to. Yeah. So number one is, are you am I willing to listen and understand where you're coming from, knowing that it took a lot of courage for you to come to me? Mm-hmm. And the second thing you're saying is my reaction matters. Yeah. So when you like yell at me or like get upset from like a small thing or like if it's a big deal then obviously but if it's not that much big of a deal like treat it at how how big it is you know what I mean mom yeah treat it how big it (laughs) so what do you mean so are you trying to say that if you got an f in math I I have permission to yell at you (laughs) well yeah really are you serious or is it um like, well, no, because, like, if I had an F in math, you would ask, but you, like, would, why you'd do be, you have an F in math? Yeah, and you would have a, you would have and more would of an have, understanding of why I would react I, the way yeah. I did? And okay. if I had an F, and if you understood why I had an F in math, then I would, the next time I had a bad grade, I would go up to you and be like, hey, I have a bad grade in this. So my reaction matters because it's not just about you coming to me now. It determines how much you come to me later. Yeah. Ah. Damn smart. <laughs> you are smart. Yeah, it's smart. You're just being honest. I think I yeah. mean, you are smart, but you are being very honest, and I appreciate that. And then the last thing, well, there's two more things, actually. Okay, we get a bonus. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the third thing is, like, being honest, but being, like, nice about it. Because sometimes when you're honest with me, it, like, it's super brutal, but I like it when you're honest with me, but you have to, like, put it in a nice and comforting way. Like, if you're hugging me and you tell me the truth, then I won't be as, like, mad if you're just, like, telling me the truth in, like, a normal way. So are you saying that your feelings matter? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's different for everyone because people just want it to be straight up and, like, not make it a huge deal. And then once you do that, like what you said before, like your reaction matters. So it just depends on like your daughter and like how, how, how they, they take how things. they are. Yeah. Because I'm different because I'm more sensitive. <laughs> you are pretty sensitive and I, I've learned that. So that would be a piece of advice is like knowing, knowing your daughter and how much they can handle. But they, but you do coming out of this appreciate honesty. Can yes. you tell when I'm not being honest with you? Yeah. But, like, sometimes, sometimes, because for me, I would rather have honesty than, like, someone just, like, telling me what I want to hear. True that. Because when you're honest with me, but you're also comforting me, it makes me want to, like, tell you more things. But if you're, like, because it's, like, why would I, why why want to, why would I... never mind (laughs) why would you want to what keep on coming back knowing that you're not going to get the truth is that what you're trying to say yes (laughs) yeah yeah so you prefer the truth but not in a harsh condemning way or judgmental way you prefer the truth 
in a gracious way. Yeah, it's like what like in English when they're like when when you learn like tone and stuff like mm-hmm. like a reader a reader wouldn't <laughs> like a reader wouldn't want to read your um paper if your tone is like harsh and like aggressive then if you're harsh with me then I'm not going to keep Receive wanting to it. go yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not going to like listen to you and it's also like with dance too cuz I'm a dancer <laughs> like uh, I learned that at one of my intensives, like if you dance like super full out, like almost like you're screaming at the audience with like your dancing, they're not going to want to watch you. Like they would rather watch like a calming or like just enough, you know, what mm. I mean? like they would rather watch just enough than someone who's overdoing it or underdoing it. Hmm. I like that analogy. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay. I'm, this is all good stuff, and I hope you, Mama, who is listening, like really take this to heart because it could be very similar with your daughter and what what she needs from you, right? Because we we are answering that question: How can I get my daughter to open up to me? And my daughter Ava is being transparent and telling me what she needs from me in order for her to consistently come to me um, wholeheartedly with what she needs. And you said you had a bonus. What's yeah. your fourth? This one's really obvious, but it's, like, being supportive of, like, because your daughter, like, when they're older, when they're, like, my age, like, 16 and in, like, the higher-up teens, they're gonna have their own opinions because they're, like, gonna be closer to, like, being an adult. But when they're younger, obviously, you kind of have to, like, teach them. But being supportive about, like, whatever your daughter chooses or, like, whatever your child chooses, it helps a lot. Because, like, it, it reassures them that, like, they're doing the right thing. Now, if it's, like, not the right thing, then, like, you could be supportive, but, like, still tell them, like, hey, that is not good. That comes with the truth part, right? Yeah. But being supportive of, like, something they're doing and, like, making their own decisions. Like, letting them make their own decisions to, like, do like do something. Like, even if it's, like, choosing their own shirt for the day. Well, that's for little kids. But, like... <laughs> If it's, like, choosing where they want to eat or, like, choosing, like, what they want from, like, the grocery store or something, then it's, like, being supportive like that. Because then they will want them to, like, come to you more for asking you for, like, an opinion on something because they'll know you'll be honest Mm -hmm. and supportive. Yeah. I think we have that commonality when it comes to, like, so my daughter and I, one thing that we connect on a lot is our uh, self-care we love yeah. doing self-care together. Uh, so we, I mean, just even this past weekend, we had visited our local Korean skincare store mm-hmm. and <laughs> had some fun picking and um, encouraging other, each other and also giving each other advice of what worked and what didn't. So I think that's and, fun too. And also, this is a good example because um, when we went to the Korean skin shop, I asked my mom, like, because I didn't know if she would say yes, but I just asked her, like, oh, can I dye my hair again? Because I like dyeing my hair. And my mom, surprisingly, she said, yeah, sure. What color do you want? So that let me have more freedom. And it, you know. Allowed you to <laughs> be okay with our relationship. You know, yeah. even, if, even if it's uh, if it sounds small silly. like that. Yeah, yeah. Like she's saying, even if it sounds silly and I don't, you know. Fun things like dyeing hair, choosing makeup, those are all fun things that allow us to connect with our daughters on a daily basis. And if we are consistent in connecting in those things, imagine 
when the time comes when your daughter really needs to talk to you about a heavy topic, that they'll come to you because you've had already set the stage of having these light conversations, giving each other opinions, allowing, like she was saying, Ava was saying, allowing them to have the freedom and choices, even if we don't agree, but it's not going to kill them, right? I always said... And when it's not going to affect you what I do, you know? True I mean? that. And it doesn't affect me. The color of your hair does not affect me at all. Maybe mm -hmm. I wouldn't color my hair as often, but that has to do with me and what I prefer and not what you prefer for yourself. So there is a huge difference, Mama, when we need to discern um, the types of choices we allow our daughters to make versus the type of choices we want to make for them. Is it really more about you and what you prefer or is it really a, cho a, a sheltered choice in love that you're really trying to protect them from? right? There's a difference between the two because there's a difference between controlling and guiding, right? And as they get into the older teens where Ava is now, we want to be that guide. We want them to choose. A lot of times I put it back on her, you know, she'll ask me her opinion, but if I feel like she's capable of making that decision, I put it back on her. But the very fact that she comes to me for my own, my opinion is amazing, right? And that is built over time. So mamas, especially those of you who are in the middle of having that switch from tween to teen and are still stuck on how do I get my daughter to open up? Ava just great, gave you some great, great tips of what she, um, what's going on in her head and what she needs from me, her mom, in order for her to consistently come to me and open up. Any last minute words, Miss Ava? No. No. <laughs> She's done. She's like, I'm done. I, I did my go, part. I want to go watch Hungry Games. <laughs> she wants to go and watch movies. We're going to go and watch movies after this recording. Okay, Mama, before we go, we're going to recap the top four advice that Ava has shared with us today. And that is? Uh, understand where I'm coming from. Um, treat it how it is. And... Be honest with me, but don't be super harsh depending on, like, their personality. And be supportive of my decisions. Awesome. And if we're consistent in that, Mama, over time, I say this with love, over time and consistency, you'll find more and more your daughter will come to you about even the hardest things. So, Mama, what do you do with this information that my daughter Ava has shared with you? Think about these four um, tips, these four needs, and what can you yourself reflect on? What are you good, good at doing right now out of the four? And what is the one thing out of the four? Not all four. I don't expect you to change automatically. But what is the one thing out of the four she advised you about or what she needs? What can you work on with your daughter? Would it be going back and empathizing where she's coming from and the courage it took to come to you with it? Would it be being more attentive of how you react to what she's bringing up to you? Could it be, how can I be truthful, but in love? Or could it be supportive? How, <laughs> how, how can I let her know I support her in her choices? What choices are you willing to let go of 
to allow her to take on her own. Mama, I hope you found this is helpful. And if you do, please share this with another mom raising a tween teen girl. I'm hoping this would help her as well. And if you found this transformative, go on down, leave a review, and I might just share it on my episode. Till next time. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at Linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.